With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. It's a strange class overall in that you know you hear a lot there's no Jamar Chase in this draft class as if that's a reasonable bar to set in the first place but it feels like maybe the top guys are not necessarily um, maybe as good as as a lot of other classes but I think there's a ton of strength and depth and as soon as you get into the second third round there's all sorts of guys that I find myself liking a lot of whom seem to have been at the senior bowl um Tank Dell was my number four wide receiver when we did our, our rankings. I really love Jonathan Mingo as well, Michael Wilson. Like a ton of these guys, I think, ended up having really, really impressive tape and yet are generally on the consensus board lower down than, than some of the other players. Yeah, I think what happens um, inevitably with some of the underclassmen, again, it sounds biased. I, I work for the Senior Bowl. I, I get it. <laughs> But I just think with some of these underclassmen, they come out, and because they come out, there's just this assumption that they are the top guys at their position. And so for me, it's a little different. I don't get to watch these guys in, until, you know, I don't I don't watch them until the, we get through the Senior Bowl. And then the narrative's already been set. Like, when I worked in the NFL, I, I, wa- I wasn't on social media. I didn't have a Twitter account. You know, you try to block out all the noise. You make your email for yourself. And then, you know, once you, once you have a firm opinion on a player, then it's okay to see what else is out there. Um, but because of this job, I mean, you guys know, I kind of live on Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I, I know the narrative on these players. And then when I go to watch some of them, I'm like, man, I can't believe this guy's been being talked about as first round or first round pick. And I, I think there's a, there's a, there's a lot of examples in this year's wide receiver class of that. Um, yeah. And I think we, you named three from our game and I would add Jaden Reed from Michigan state. That's another guy that I don't think is being talked about enough. Again, you, it, from an NFL's perspective, the Mingos, the Tank Dells, um, you know, all these guys that Michael Wilson, I thought, had an unbelievable week. I think he's very underrated. Yeah. Um, they've seen it, right? They've seen him against press coverage. They've seen him against some of the best corners in this draft class. They've seen him at the top of routes. Um, they've seen the play strength. They've seen all this. So what you're trying to do as a staff is just erase the blind projection. And Steve, you hit it on it earlier. Like, it, it really becomes a projection. So if you haven't seen it, we used to call those blind projections. So that's what the all-star game process can do is just eliminate that, wipe that out. You know, you, you, you think Cody Mount can play center. Well, then he comes down in, in mobile and play center and looks good at, it. okay, well now we, we know he can do it. Um, so yeah, this receiver class, I do. I, I think that the meat of this class, I think you're going to get a lot of really good number three and number four receivers out of this year's draft in those third and fourth round areas. Maybe, maybe even the second, 
Um, I think there's a lot of twos, threes, and fours. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any number ones. Uh, do you think uh, guys like Jonathan Mingo and uh, Michael Wilson are going to get bumped up because so many of the top receivers are a little bit undersized? A lot of the for even fringe first rounders, I'm, I would call Zay Flowers maybe fringe first, Josh Downs. Um, you mentioned Sam Tank Dell is your number four wide receiver. You might be higher on Dell than anyone else. These guys are all smaller. Is that going to help Mingo and Wilson You know, for teams that are looking for a little bit more physicality on the outside? I think so. I definitely think so. And like, you know, Tank was whatever he was here, 166 pounds or 163 pounds, whatever he was. So I'll say this. I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here now. But, you know, with the smaller receivers, it's not like it used to be 15, 20 years ago. Like when I got into this thing, you, you needed guys that, that could hold up physically and, and, you know, work the middle of the field. And like the Troy Browns, my, going back to my time in New England, the Troy Browns, the West Welkers, like you need – you, you don't need to have that level of substance and physicality. You need some of it, um, but you don't need as much. It's more of a space game to protect those players. So I get that part of it. But when you're looking at this year's class and you got a Jonathan Mingo who's 220 some pounds, 200 low 220s, and a guy that's in the 160s, or you know the Zay Flowers and the Jordan Addisons and those guys are you know in the 170s. That's a 50 pound difference. Um, and I'll never forget this. Like when I when I first got into scouting. Um, you know, one of the mantras was it's a big man's game. And I, I don't think teams steer, you know, get a, get too far away from that. It's, it truly is a big man's game. So, yeah, I think Mingo is a guy that when you talk to wide receivers coaches, I, I may try to make a, a point on this in a post last week. You talk to receivers coaches around the league. He's kind of the guy right now that they're all they're They're all pushing for. And then Michael Wilson's another guy because he's a bigger guy. And then both of those two guys are interviewing off the charts. And that's the, that's the hard part for what we do right now yeah. is that we're not privy to the interviews and, and the board work. So we don't know how these guys are coming across from like a football intelligence yeah. standpoint. That's, those are two <laughs> guys that I know specifically that have, that have really helped himself on the interview part of it. Yeah, I, I really like Mingo. I think he's a massively underrated guy. I think the point you bring up is good, though, that it's definitely not what it used to be in terms of needing that size and physicality. But – we're the last couple of years in particular we've reached this point now where we're almost testing the extreme boundaries of that size stuff right like uh Devontae smith i think was the first guy really to come along like i'm 166 pounds and that's it i'm not going to try and put on 15 pounds of fake weight before the combine or before the draft i play at 166 and that's what it's going to be and by the way i won the heisman doing that so it's fine right and that was kind of the first like stake in the ground or just saying look this this is the weight um but people are still I, it's still going to scare people away so what i'm really looking for is back me up why is tank dell going to be good despite being 160 something uh, I, I love tank too i'll say just getting back to the Devonte point because i've seen this Devonte smith is exceedingly better than any receiver in this draft yes let's just let's just go there we yeah. talk about outlier like He's an outlier as well. We talked about Josh Allen being an outlier. Definitely. Let's not compare guys in the 160s and 170s to, to Devontae Smith. His tape was ridiculous. Um, I mean, that that dude was – he was different now. Um, but I think Tank's going to be successful um, because of the route running. I mean, he he's so quick off the line. He's got a great release package, so he's going to be hard to get your hands on. And then at the top of the route, he's so dang good. Um, and he catches it clean and he transitions, you know, run the catch really well. So he's just a really, really skilled player. Um, you know, to me, just in terms of skill level, like I think Jordan Addison is a really skilled wide receiver and a real natural and instinctive wide receiver. 
But I just think there's another level of dynamicism, you know, dynamic ability, if you will. I, don't, I think I might have just made up a word there, dynam dynamicism. Um, <laughs> That's how I say but it. But Tank is different. Yeah. When you put on the tape, the twitch, the suddenness, he's, he's just uh, he, he's borderline special that way. So uh, I do. I think he's going to be a really good slot receiver for whoever, you know, kind of rolls the dice and, and takes a 165-pound guy. Jim, I, that's how I say it. I, I try to say dynamism. I, I try to say it something like that, and mm -hmm. then Sam always corrects me and says it's it's dynamism or something. Like, is that right? I'm dynamism. just going to stop you making up words, yeah. I Because I, I'm trying to say dynamic, and then you have to add a mism to it. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, you had this tweet showing Tank Dell with the, uh, the scissors release. I don't know if we can get it up on the screen quick enough, but um, we, the Senior Bowl one-on-ones, the you know, I know uh, – are, are you like uh, – are you like a dad that you, you can't root for your, you know, for one kid over the other? You know, senior bowl one on ones. They're all your, they're all your children, right? So if a DB gets burnt or something like that, we don't want to trash him. But you have to highlight when Tank Dell makes the cornerbacks, you know, kind of look bad, like he did at the senior bowl. He had some unbelievable one on one reps, and I think that was. I mean, I know that's all you want. That's all you want to see, right? Dominate the senior bowl, and uh, they have your heart. But Tank was unbelievable in some of those one on ones. Yeah, he was. And, and I, I do try to be careful with some of the stuff that I post, but I think one of them was against Darius Rush. Or my, the, I, I posted something on Mingo the other day, and he just got, he caught Darius Rush flat footed and, 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 and oh, yeah. made, uh, made Rush look bad. But I've also posted some clips of Rush, who had an, an awesome week as well, where he was really dialed in and had some great coverage plays. But yeah, I, 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 I try to be careful on, uh, who, who I'm showing getting beat, that's for sure. We're talking corners tomorrow. Darius Rush had, yeah, he had one of the best and worst reps I think I saw at the Senior Bowl. He had a, the rough <laughs> one that you mentioned, but he had that one where he ran the comeback route for the receiver to pick it yeah. off, which was, it didn't look like a skill that Darius Rush has uh, on tape. Although he's more of like a press, you know, press man type of guy, but it was, it was awesome. Uh, we'll talk about him tomorrow, though.